Well, I'm recording this to go out on or about the 14th of November, and it is a little word or two about Ukraine, uh, given the current situation. Now, I don't know that you are aware, or you may not be aware, of the Russian position, and I just want to reiterate that, because it is quite important, I think, to understand where the Russians are coming from, and they do talk to us on this very clearly. So the Russians want legal guarantees of no further expansion of NATO alliances to the west, to the east, sorry, to the east, and guarantees that Ukraine will not join NATO and NATO will not create military bases in post-Soviet countries. And they want the non-deployment of NATO strike weapons at the borders of Russia. <laughs> and Additionally, uh, according to them, they want the withdrawal of NATO forces in Eastern Europe to the positions of 1997. Now, I think it's very important to understand that. Um, and when I understand it, you don't have to agree with it, but just to understand the Russian position. Uh, they, when they talk about post-Soviet Union countries, they mean countries like Ukraine. Now, that's quite distinct from post-Soviet bloc countries like Poland. And it's an important distinction, and one that we may not be aware of in the West, but the Russians hold dear. Um, of course, there have other demands, Kiev amongst which is that they hold on to the Donbass and Crimea. I mean, when they're talking about all of this stuff... Um, they cite the Tutsik formula. That's the verbal commitment made by Germany and other nations, including Britain, uh, that post-Soviet Union nations would not join use, it would not join NATO. And that was endorsed by the US Secretary of State of the time, James Baker. I mean, this is historic. It's not now, but they, remember it and hold on to it. So how do you deal with the Ukraine situation? Well, let me be blunt. The obvious solution is to have everyone, including Russia, recognize the autonomous status of Luhansk and Donetsk, also known as the Donbass within Ukraine. I think this is just the only answer. And just to be clear on something rather frightening, because I don't think people in the West are really aware of this. Will Russia use tactical nuclear weapons in Ukraine if driven back? Of course she will. Is that not blatantly obvious? In the first Crimea War, in the days of Florence Nightingale, Russia sacrificed a quarter of a million dead. What will she sacrifice today? Everything. So, we have winter coming. It's uh, a pause. But we must consider the Russian position because... It's awesomely dangerous not to, in my view. This is a short podcast, a short, sharp message, 
because these are dangerous times for the world in Ukraine. Bless you. Thank you.